Look, I'm not going to BS you. This is first and foremost a podcast dedicated to improving the way we think. And in many cases, if we're used to thinking negatively about the world, about other people, about our past, then we're likely going to be thinking negatively about our own body. But the mind and the body are inextricably linked. They are one and the same. Simply put, we cannot think well if we don't feel well in our own body and about our own body. So today, I not only want to give you the method I use to lose weight, I want to share with you the two most effective tools that I use every day to keep that weight off. I also want to give you a very important warning, some food for thought, before you go charging blindly into losing weight. So let's go. So as I said, this is a podcast dedicated to how we think. So if you find that you have a mental ecosystem of unhealthy thoughts, you know, you don't have hope for the future, you hate others, you think you're ugly and undeserving of love, whatever those negative thoughts that take up time and space in your mind, it's, it's pretty likely then that you have those negative thoughts around the way your body looks and you may feel a desperate need to change, a desperate need to be different, to become something other than what you are. But I would say that this is precisely where you need to start. It doesn't start in the gym or the grocery store. It starts right here in the moment and in your mind. I can't tell you to lose weight. I can't tell you how you're supposed to be, how you're supposed to look. You're going to have to determine that for yourself. But remember this, any positive impact that we want to make in our life, it cannot come from negativity. You can't build off of nothing. You can't focus on all these things that you're not and then think that you can become better. And you can't jump up. You can't push off of a mess. We need to get ourselves right in the moment. We need to feel a certain degree of trust in ourselves before we can start to make a positive impact in our life. Working on and cultivating self-esteem and trust in yourself and who you're becoming, that's the first step here. Don't just say, I need to lose weight because I'm a fat sack of you know what. Any habits or behaviors that you try and build off of that, they just will not stick. You cannot go into this process believing that you need to be different and believing that you currently are not worthy because any habit, any decision based in that mindset simply will not stick. It'll feel like abuse. It'll feel like something's being taken away instead of something being built. And this was the case for me. You know, I found that I could use intermittent fasting. I could use weightlifting and walking and a decent diet. And I could stay at a slightly above average body composition. You know, I looked, I looked okay. I looked decent in a t-shirt, let's say. It wasn't until this spring that I felt like, you know, look, I'm probably 17, 18, maybe 15% body fat. Look good in a t-shirt, you know. <laughs> I'm lucky that I'm tall, so I carry the weight well, but I'm actually going to have a note on that in a moment. But I want to see what I can really do. I want, I want those visible abs. I want that six-pack. I want to take it to the next level. And it wasn't just about how I looked, but it was this belief that, look, I can look better, but that surely, this is that mind-body connection. 
I want to look better, but I know that in the pursuit of looking better, I will be better on a spiritual and on a mental level. So with that out of the way, let's talk now about the three-step process I use to slowly burn off those 20 pounds. And then I'll share with you the two tools I use to help me with this. And I'm actually going to make one of those tools available to you through this episode. So the number one step in this process was to define the goal, determine the goal, and then build up a little bit of a base of knowledge and do some research that I could work with. Losing weight is not really a great goal. It's too vague. I mean, you could starve yourself, lose a bunch of fat, lose a bunch of muscle, mess up your organs, your brain, and say, well, I lost weight, but then at what cost, right? You're not even present to enjoy it. You probably, you won't feel good. You won't look good. And you could be in for some long-term health benefits if you don't lose the weight properly. And so I have to say right here, this is me talking about my process. Any change that you're going to make to what you do with your body, your diet, your exercise, your sleep, you know, you have to go through trusted channels. Talk to a doctor, talk to people you trust. Do not simply blindly do what I'm telling you or what I'm talking about on this podcast. So when it comes to determining the goal, I said, I want to get down to about sub 15% body fat, less than 15% body fat. I want to work towards those uh, well-defined abs. And you know, one thing I came to find was that when you do go into a, a calorie deficit, and we'll talk specifically about that, uh, when you do go into a fat burning mode, uh, if and if you're someone that has a certain amount of muscle mass or any muscle mass, really, you need to be very careful that you're going to maintain that muscle mass as you lose the fat. You know, I started to look around and notice, boy, my arms are <laughs> my arms are getting smaller, my legs were getting smaller, which was part of what I wanted. I have gigantic thighs, but be aware, define the goals, become aware of what the objections to that goal might be and what that might mean in the long term or overall for your entire body. That's why losing weight is simply too vague and it's not enough of a it's not enough of something to work towards. It's likely a case then of body recomposition, right? We're not talking about changing the number that we see on the scale so much as we're talking about we want to get to a certain body fat percentage and we want to maintain muscle, at least that's my case. And it may be the case, in fact, that your body weight won't change all that drastically, but you will still look and feel a lot better because that the percentage of body fat to the percentage of muscle has shifted in such a way that, again, your weight is not that different, but you have, in fact, built more muscle and lost fat, and what is taking up that weight is what has changed. So that's number one, define the goal. So if, like me, you're looking to do a certain amount of recomposition where we're going to burn fat and maintain or gain a little bit of muscle, write that down, have that be the goal and talk about what that looks like. So if you are looking to burn fat, you you do at some point have to get yourself to what we call a calorie deficit where you're burning more calories um, than you're consuming, right? You're burning more calories through activity and you're burning more calories just through your body's processes than you're taking in. And it's actually quite shocking. In fact, I don't have the numbers here. I'm, I'm not a nutritionist. Our body just naturally, the brain, for instance, uses plenty of calories. So just being alive, moving, thinking, doing, we are burning calories. But quite often, if we get into a lifestyle where we're not moving enough, maybe we're not even thinking that much, and we're and we're and now we're overeating, that's where the pounds of fat can start to pack on. So I want to share with you a little bit about where my mindset was at before I started this, and then the transformation that I had to make to get to where I am now, having lost 20 pounds of body weight. Uh, much of that in fat. 
So I, I never really ever bothered to count calories or track my macronutrients. And macronutrients, of course, protein, carbohydrates, and fat. I just went through life for many years believing that intermittent fasting would get me where I wanted to be, but I was pretty blind to the fact, or I was just <laughs> willfully blind maybe, to the fact that my fat loss had completely plateaued and the fact that I was still putting on muscle because of weightlifting and eating a lot, my body weight was actually slowly starting to creep up. And I, I, that recomposition was necessary. I was starting to look a way that I didn't want to look, you know, kind of a fatter, not a fat gut, but <laughs> no visible abs, but starting to get large upper body, very large legs. So that's where I had to start the first time ever. I did a little research and I asked two questions. Here's the first question. How many calories should I consume in a day? And I was actually very surprised by this. And there's plenty of calorie calculators online you can find for yourself where you can plug in your height, your weight, your activity level, and it will give you an approximate value of calories that you should consume through food per day. And it will actually spit out the value, okay, I want to actually gain weight. I want to stay at the weight I'm at, or I want to lose weight. <laughs> and it will give you some, some numbers. And, you know, of course, it's, it's an online calculator that's free and surrounded by advertisements. We, we can't say that it's the be-all, end-all, but it's certainly proved to be more than enough for me to get started. So I plug in my height, my weight, my activity level. Lo and behold, 2,500 calories a day to get into a weight loss. And that was going to be a, a fairly quick weight loss to the point where I almost could uh, have been able to afford to go up a few hundred calories beyond 2,500 and still see uh, weight loss. So that's number one. Determine a rough approximation of how many calories per day you should be consuming. Second question I had to ask, what is my macronutrient split or what percentage of my diet should be protein, what percentage carbohydrates, and what percentage fat? I found a very interesting article that explained to me the three different types of bodies, the somatotypes, mesomorph, ectomorph, endomorph. So this is something you should look into for yourself and determine how many calories per day, but also what body type am I? And so as it turns out, depending on your body type, your carbohydrate tolerance is different, right? Now I'm an endomorph, which means that I have a pretty low tolerance for carbohydrates. And I probably on some level knew that. It, it just means that I really can't eat that many carbohydrates before my body starts to store it as fat. So the recommendation that I read on this article, which seemed fairly, uh, fairly well-cited, fairly legitimate, 35% protein, 25% carbohydrates, 40% fat. That's how my diet should be comprised. So ask yourself those questions and do a little research. How many calories per day and what is my body type? And with those two numbers locked in, you're ready to move on to step number two. But hold up, as you know, we don't just change for the sake of change around here. Before we run out and buy a bunch of food from the grocery store or we throw a bunch of food out that we already have bought, simply eat the way you've been eating for a few more days. That's what I did, truly. I didn't change anything. I was like, okay, here's where I'm supposed to be and here's supposedly where I should be if I want to see weight loss. What am I doing, <laughs> what am I doing these days and how far off am I? And so it became necessary for me to create a spreadsheet. And I, I just use uh, Google Sheets, you know, it's like Microsoft Excel. And I created a spreadsheet. And that's the, that's the first tool that became just fundamental in this process. I'm actually going to make my spreadsheet template available to you in these show notes. So you'll be able to download it for yourself, go in, plug in the foods that you're eating and see, 
what does that look like on a calorie level? How much protein, carbohydrates, and fat am I getting? And you'll actually as well see the percentage split. Every meal, every item I eat, everything is tracked. Calories, protein, carbs, and fat. And boy, oh boy, I was flabbergasted. Did you know that a pound of ground beef is 1,000 calories? A cup of rice, one cup of rice, 80 grams of carbohydrate. That's almost, that's close to half of my day's carbohydrates. You know, there there were days when I was when I was eating probably 50 to 100% more than I am now and wondering why I wasn't <laughs> burning body fat. I also learned something very interesting too. Protein and carbohydrates each, four calories of energy per gram of the food. Whereas fat is very energy dense, nine calories per gram of fat. So that's why fatty foods like butter or olive oil or, or things that are high in fat are very, very calorie dense, although they may be fairly light in weight. And so this is where the spreadsheet then became so, so useful. I could make infinite meal plans, infinite meal options, plug them in, substitute, change things. And thanks to the beauty of Google Sheets or Microsoft Excel, you could see the way the numbers changed in real time. Now, the beauty of locking in how many calories per day approximately and your approximate percentage spread of macronutrients, it really doesn't leave a lot of wiggle room. And it, it will feel restrictive, at least it did for me at the beginning. But if I knew, A, I need to be at 2,500 calories, 35% of those calories had to be protein. That's about 875 calories, 218 grams of protein, which because I'm in a muscle building, muscle maintenance mode, that's right where I want to be. You want at least one gram of protein per pound of body weight to maintain or build muscle. At least that's what I've been told. That's what I'm working with. So then I knew carbohydrates much lower, close to 125 grams. And the rest had to be fat. So if you're interested in starting a body recomposition, it could be to gain weight, it could be to stay where you're at even. Download this spreadsheet that I'll make available to you. Plug in a few meals. I'm sure you'll find it very informative, very interesting. You might even be as blown away as I was. So with the numbers in mind, with the first tool in place, we're ready to move on to step three. And step three is simply go all in, right? Dedicate yourself to this. I realize it will take time. Realize there will be days when you will fail and you'll cheat on the diet or you'll you'll eat too much or you'll eat too much of the wrong stuff, whatever. The beauty of this plan was I was in no rush. I weighed in at 243 pounds sometime in April. We're now here towards the end of August and I'm down in the low 220s. But again, there was no rush. I trusted the process once I started to see early results and it became a lifestyle. This is not a crash diet, right? This is how I plan to eat for the rest of my life. So now that I'd committed, I had my spreadsheet, I had my numbers, the second tool came into play and that is a food scale. All the food I was eating was getting weighed before it was going in the frying pan or in my mouth. So I, I'm lucky in a sense that I was already committed to eating a whole food diet, right? Meat, vegetable, whole grains. There's not a lot of processed food where I'm wondering how would I weigh this? How would I rate this? It's simply a quarter pound of ground beef we weigh it out, we put it in the frying pan. A cup of rice, we can clearly see, it goes in the pot. 300 grams of carrots, cut them up, here they are, weigh them, get on with cooking them. This also makes meal planning very, very easy. The spreadsheet, right? You can just start a new sheet for the next week, copy and paste in the template, and then just plug in what you want. And I have to say this is a word of wisdom that was given to me. Those of us who are, who are following some kind of diet, calorie restriction, or at least mindfully eating, 
you are eating the same things over and over, truly. I, I eat the same breakfast pretty much every day. Truly, I eat the same supper five or six days out of seven. If that's a problem for you, totally understand. I think that this is also an invitation to, to learn how to cook, to learn what foods you like, to learn what it means to, you know, properly deal with vegetables, properly cook meat, what, what spices go together. Again, I'm not going to get into all that, but this becomes a, an invitation to explore what food is rather than something we shove into our mouth to make to make ourselves feel good. So this makes grocery shopping a breeze, right? I can plug in my meals for the week, see what do I need and say, well, okay, I don't feel like eating potatoes this week. Okay, take the potatoes out, put in the rice, put in the sweet potatoes. Immediately you see the difference. I'm spending way, way less at the grocery store now because I'm not guessing. I'm just buying exactly what I need for the week, coming home with it and knowing it's all here. And I have to say, yes, this process took a lot of time, but I that is in some respects because I do still eat the things I like. Cheeseburgers, hash browns, I'm crazy about peanuts, rice. You know, you can make those things that you like fit into your macros. Now, it, it might be heartbreaking to say, well, I want to eat two cheeseburgers, I'm going to make them myself and it's like, whew, that's a lot of calories right there, but I might not get to eat as much as I want later in the day or earlier in the day to make room for those cheeseburgers. But to me, it's kind of like putting together a puzzle. It's actually kind of fun. It's like this thing, this crazy cheeseburger that I love, I want to make it fit. So what that, what's that going to look like? Again, the beauty of the spreadsheet, it'll tell you exactly what you need to do. And from there, I simply just stuck to this plan. And I, I can't say it was easy. There were days when I, I just could not believe how little it seemed like I was eating, like half a cup of beans. I couldn't believe that was like, I could almost count how many beans that was in the frying pan. You know, there were days when I would, I would eat four or five times that amount though. And I guess what I would say is it's a mental transition to, to seeing less food on your plate and knowing that it's still enough, knowing that there's, there's not a problem here. And I would say too, if, if you use this as a chance to get into eating whole foods and, and nutrient-rich foods, you could still have a plate full. Like just today I had a half a pound of ground beef, 300 grams of potatoes, hash browns, and some steamed carrots with salt, pepper, and dill. The plate was full. The plate was heavy. So there is this sort of mental phase, this transitional phase where we have to get used to eating what appears to be less. And if you, t again, take the time to eat, Trust that it's enough, eat that meal, and then clean up and get out of the kitchen, get away from the food. You will find, or at least I have found over time, I've been able to exact just enough discipline. And hey, I could overeat with the best of them. I use food like a drug, as I've told you. If you believe that a better life is possible, as we've talked about on the show, a little bit of self-control, a little bit of self-discipline can get you there. Now, as I said at the start of the show, losing weight is not necessarily the be all end all, right? You maybe want to measure your waist, measure your legs. If you're looking to lose body fat, measure your shoulders. If you're, if you're exercising, you know, am I putting on the muscle? Am I losing the fat? We can, we can discover that, but I would suggest track your weight, right? I have a piece of paper pinned on the wall in the bathroom every morning, pull out the scale, stand on it. You know what? If I'm down a pound or two from the day before, that's great. If I'm up from the day before, there's no sense in stressing over it. Weight is not the only metric, right? We talked about the mind-body connection. If you're mindfully eating, you're going to feel better. You don't have to be a slave to the numbers on the scale. Now, if we see that we're going up yesterday, up today, or we've been going up weight for a week, well, then it's time to maybe be honest. Am I overeating? Am I eating things that are not on the spreadsheet? Am I getting a little crazy late at night with uh, a little bit of ice cream or something? 
hey, it happens, right? That's the beauty here of having these numbers to stick to and then having this record of your weight. You can now see, and again, measure your waist, measure your legs. Have these metrics to be able to say, here's what I want, here's where I am, and am I getting the results that I need? So I'll leave it there. I think all I would say is this will take time, but the beauty of numbers and the beauty of a little bit of an informational base and coming at this from a positive, I want to be better, not I am bad, I am unworthy, I am ugly, and I'm going to abuse myself now by starving. I want to be better. I want to take on this task. I want to try a little bit of discipline. I would say six out of seven days a week on average, I'm pretty disciplined and I stick to this plan and I do see results, but I do still enjoy life. That should not be lost in all this. This comes from a place of wanting to be better, knowing that you can play with play with the discipline. You can let out a little bit of line and come back in. And The spreadsheet is a great metaphor for that. It's like, what do you want to eat today? Plug it in there. Can you make it work? Enjoy this, right? This, this should not be something that we come to uh, out of negativity, out of self-abuse. This is a, a task. It's a goal. It's can we fuel ourselves and still enjoy life? The answer I have seen is yes. So try it for yourself. Please download the spreadsheet. I'll link it in the show notes. And until we speak again, remember, better is possible. <laughs>